Welcome to Laughing Monkey Music Show. Uh, uh, Alex, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I'm glad we could finally catch up. And you know, since we kind of lived together in the same area at one point, right? We do. We we're drink, we drink, yeah. we definitely drank the same water. We did that, that, that Connecticut water. Um, you were from originally uh, South Windsor, and I'm from Manchester. South Windsor, originally. yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's pretty funny. It's so, so so close. We know a lot of the same stomping grounds. So that's I think that's kind of a little funny odd fact that no one else will appreciate. So we'll move on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So actually, so you, you've you've done about a billion different bands, like going out there, like studio work, and then all kinds of recording. Yeah. When you first got out into Hollywood, and as we go, if we can go, just go over a couple of some of the bands, and but I want to, as you hit some of these bands, I know you got some new work coming out with them too. So I want you to promote all the new stuff you have. Okay. Okay. I mean, so I, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. I would say, I mean, I know you got out there and you had a couple. You started off with a couple bands, but when you started known bands. Did you start working quite right and bang tango around the same time? Um, the way that whole worked out, the way that whole thing worked out was I actually met Joe Lassay from Bang Tango first. Um, he mm-hmm. hired me to be in Beautiful Creatures, you know, do their second record and be in Bang Tango. And through him, I met Kevin Dubrow because they shared a booking agent. Because he okay, was booking at that at, at that time there was no quiet riot. Kevin was just out doing solo club dates. And uh, me and Kevin met and immediately hit it off. And uh, Kevin hired me for his band from there. And I just kind of bounced around through all those, between all those guys, Janie Lane, Steven Adler, Lestay, Kevin, until uh, Quiet Riot, then eventually did reform and I just committed straight to Quiet Riot. So were you playing with those guys, like, I don't like one-off gigs and stuff or writing with them or just whatever? We did, up? we did, we, we wrote together, we did package tours where I'd be, uh, there was a tour called the Bad Boys of Metal, which was, that, that you could write a book about this thing. It was celebrity rehab on wheels, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, yeah, it was, it was like, it was Steven Adler, Janie Lane. Kevin Dubrow and, and, and Jim Bang Tango all on one bus with oh. me, a bass player and a drummer, doing being a common oh. backing band for the whole night. So I'm doing 40 t- 42 songs a night with these guys, six oh. nights a week. It was, but I was only 26 years old, so I, was, I could do it. You probably knew some of the songs too originally, though, right? From growing yeah, up. I mean, it was most of, it was most of all those band hits, all the GNR stuff. Yeah, I, I actually knew a good portion of them or was familiar with the arrangement. Right. Head. When I signed on, and then just I went out and remember, you know, bought the CDs, learned them, and did two rehearsals and got on the bus. Cost you three thousand dollars to buy all the music for the show, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> CDs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the bands. Back when that's pretty still sold music. Yeah, right. That's a pretty cool deal, actually. Um, did you write any music with someone? I know. So with Joe, you did. No, actually, I have a little notes here. I know. Thank Tango, you did. Uh, you actually wrote on Ready Ready Go. Yeah, I wrote go. the whole record. I, I, you did. Yeah, I wrote that. Uh, I'm, I'm a writer on every one of those songs and the whole re- second Beautiful Creatures record, Deuce, I wrote with Joe. We have two whole records there. Um, I did write with Janie, but none of it ever made it to the studio, unfortunately. Um, obviously wrote with Adler, with Adler's Appetite, and um, and obviously wrote with Kevin and Quiet Riot. So yeah, it ended up yielding a lot of new music from those, that cool. opportunity. Well, I think you were combined with um, Bang Tango and um, Beautiful Creatures, because obviously it was around the same yeah. time period. Yeah, and I think so. You also wrote on. Um, did you do Pistol Whip too? You wrote, you wrote that one. I wrote. Yes, I wrote. I wrote. I wrote one or two songs on that. That I, I actually I think I played on it too. I think I phoned it a track. But no, I was like I wasn't in the band at that point. But I did contribute a couple solos and a couple a song or two, I believe. That was a weird time. A lot of albums fell between the cracks. I, I actually I hadn't heard Ready to Go till like a couple years ago. But Pistol Whip pretty so, quickly. It, it's a, yeah, I mean, it, we, we did it. I mean, the band that we had doing it, it really was. Bang Tango was such a special band, the original version, the way they, they were like kind oh, of yeah. like Chili Peppers. Funk, was it Kyle, was Kyle Kyle still in it too? 
bass player at that no, point? No, this is a whole. This is a whole. This is a holy band that you. I had. thought he was the last one, the holdover for that album, and then he left. He was the, not not for that one, for the one before he was. Um, yeah. Because I did hear it. it wasn't a bad album, but yeah, no. Bang Tango originally had its, had its own sound. It just. Oh yeah, they're the original, and they're and they're, and they're back together now. Totally. The original totally? lineup. Yeah. Yeah, all five of them just played a show at the Whiskey before the pandemic hit. I believe they're supposed to do more, so we'll see. Well, I did hear they played, but I didn't know if they were all together, if it's just a one-off, and then he... No, was, uh, no there's, still, there's more shows booked for him. There is. Oh, that's cool. That's really good to hear, because I saw the documentary that he was, you know, Joe's just going to carry the flag forever, so I'm glad to see they're oh, all yeah. together. He's, he's a soldier. That's awesome. I love his voice. Yeah. Um, Deuce is probably when I first really knew who you were back then. That's my first introduction to you. It was a good, good, good album. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, I loved it. And then Hotel Diablo. Well, that project came about like I think that was 2011, and that was sort of um, Mike Mike Judah from Wasp really spearheaded that whole operation. He came up with the name and the concept, and then we we all started writing songs together. We were using a, a singer named Rick Stitch from Toronto, who I worked mm-hmm. with my I worked with uh, with with, uh, with Stephen Adler. And um, and we was mic'd up, he, the drummer from Wasp at the time, and it was a really good tight band. Um, and Gilby Clark stepped in as a producer and, and helped co-write with us as well. Now I'm from oh, Guns really? Roses. Oh yeah, yeah. so having Gilby awesome. there really gave it that. We were going for like a Velvet Revolver kind of some type of pilots type thing, and Gilby definitely had that added that edge. He's he's great in the studio, and he definitely knows how to make it get a get a really good Gibson guitars sound. I think studio. he's he's underrated. I think musicians know him out in L.A., but I don't think as as far as production now, like he's a good producer. And I think him being a guitar a player, producer, yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah. I know, you know what I'm saying, but being a guitar player, being a musician, I always think right. a musician and a production person plays so much into the songs because they can kind of work on the song. It's, it's, it's you know, yeah, yeah, from you're, mindset. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's very he's a lot more well rounded and well versed than people think. He underrated as a player and producer, but but the people that know the people that matter, they know for sure. So I remember when he first came out with. Kill for thrills, or cheap thrills, cheap thrills. Uh, yeah, uh, cure me or kill me. He was called. Yep, I had I had a cassette. Love that. Rolling, rolling around with his leather gloves on yeah. or something, and the crazy yeah. hair. And it's totally that the Gilby you see now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about Quiet Riot, the big. Yeah. You've had the most times in there. What was your first album you did with him? Your first. One? Uh, I was in, for the first album I was involved in with him was in 2006. It was called Rehab, um, and I I co-wrote two songs on it. And that would, that would be Kevin's last record, but it came out in 2006. Um, so you were with him for a couple of years before that, right? Uh, yeah, I joined the band in 2004. So next, this is my 17th year in the band. Wow. Yeah. 16, no, wait. Yeah. 17th, since 2021, this will mark my 17th band. Uh, my 17 years of being a member of Choir, right? Yeah. Um, is the book that came out, is coming out. I actually just did a review on uh, promoting it. The, the Kevin DeBro story, Roland. Have you heard about that? Yeah, yet? I haven't. I don't haven't. I haven't gotten a copy of it yet. I, I I know the author. I met her at Kevin's funeral, but I do not have a copy of it yet. No. I heard it's really good, though. Yeah, I so, did too. I, I, I did Mark's interview, and then Mark said, "Oh, I'm working on this book with Missy, talk to her." Oh, so we cool. spent a lot of time. Cool. Ta- so what I'm getting to is we spent a lot of time talking about Kevin actually, and and what he was like. You know, it's always such an interesting um, topic on how the outside of Kevin people saw the more the divisive side of him. Which always kind of led to you, but you know, as you get older, you realize not everyone's like that, and he wouldn't be surrounded by as many good people if he was like that. Um, right, very true. You know what I learned is he's just he's just really focused and really loyal, and he said what was on his mind. 
<laughs> probably sometimes he, 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 Kevin Kevin lived it I mean he, he, you know you always knew where you stood with him he was a rock star 24 hours a day and yeah. and uh, he was you know he was very honest you know to you know to almost to a fault sometimes and uh, a lot of people I think it's a good quality and uh if you really knew him you would know he had a card of gold he's the sweetest guy in the world well, and, well, that's um, what I have heard definitely yeah. a lot of fun you know I like that. I like to bring that up because I think people should know that now at this point I mean because I think you know he I get that reputation of being so bad for so long that oh uh, yeah yeah that, yeah yeah well that was the rock and roll persona and everything but once that you get past all that bullshit he's he's a really good human being and really and a, and a sense of humor like not like you've never seen before I mean one of the funniest guys I've ever ever met in my life amazing yeah, I've heard that too that, that's what I'm saying like whenever these interviews come out in the books I'm glad they're coming out another side of him you know he was you know a much kinder person and and, and funnier um so the dynamic of the band with Frankie and then when Kevin died. Was it going to be a hold up, and then they decided to move on? Like, how did that? Uh, Kevin, yeah, well, Kevin died in 07, and we took a few years off until Frankie decided he was ready to try to give it a shot again, and that was in 2010. And that's where the movie, I don't know if you've seen our movie, our documentary that's out. That wasn't that part of, of it, documents yeah. the whole thing. That, you know, it goes, it goes through the process of us, you know, getting back together and, and, and the conundrum of finding a lead singer that can that can replace Kevin Dubrow, which, yep. as you will see in the movie, is not that is not that easy. Really, really no. over, there's not replacing a guy like that. Shit happens all the time. The bottom line is we have Jersey Pearl now. We're very happy, and we're gonna you know hopefully have some new music with him. And um, you know, Frankie definitely that was Jersey was Frankie's best his favorite out of all of them and kevin really liked jersey which is which was most important too because a lot of the times we'd get these no-name guys in here i was i always thought what would kevin think of this now i know for a fact because i toured with um with a rat in quiet riot with jersey was singing for rat that kevin and jersey were buddies mm -hmm. and they weren't like super super tight but they got along they respected each other and they were cut from a lot of the same cloth as far as just focused on always being a great front man so I think that we finally got, you know, I think that now that Jizzy's back in the folds and things are solidified, we're we're right where we need to be, singer wise. I think you it's know? great. Yeah, you got you got to kiss a lot of you got to kiss you got to kiss a lot of frogs before you find a prince, you know. I love Jizzy's voice, and I actually he, what's really crazy about his voice is he's been able to sing in like what Elegons and then Rat and like his voice Adler, works. Yeah, Adler, I mean, well, because he takes he takes good care of it, and he's a pro, and he, he learns the parts properly. It, he's done it, you know. He's he's got a rasp and a tone that just he can carry across all of them, you know. Yeah, There's something about yeah. his voice. It's not it's not a typical voice. You're like, oh, if you heard his voice, you're gonna hear it on the radio. You'd be like, ah, oh. you wouldn't. You know what I mean, classify it. But he's been able to nail every one of those bands so well, and of course his, his solo one is love hate stuff too. I think he's great. I'm a big yeah. fan, Jizzy. So I'm glad I, I, love, I love love hate too, which is which, oh. which is which was, yeah. We're really glad he's back. I mean, he's he's one of us. He fits a lot of these guys. We had nothing in common with. I mean, Jizzy came up from the Sunset Strip scene. Mm -hmm. He knew you know he he knew the drill, and he's just he's a he's a brother. You know, it's done. It was it was an easy when we found out James Urban was quitting the band. We within within a day had Jizzy back. It was easy. You know, no issues there. Yeah, you guys had a different sound with him. I think you guys wanted to. You sounded a little different with him singing. Well, yeah, you know, he's a different kind of singer with anything. Yeah, he's different. You know, he's 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 definitely uh, you know more more modern active rock, and he's also a lot younger than all of us. That's probably why. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, Jizzy definitely. Jizzy fits someone a little bit better, and um, we're really glad he's back. I'm looking forward to hearing it with Jizzy actually, because yeah, I heard the other one. I was yeah. like, that's okay, it's okay, but it didn't feel like what I was, what I wanted to hear. I'm, I'm really think Jizzy's gonna be the one that's gonna knock it home. What do you guys? Got plan now. So we got Jizzy in the band, uh, you and Chuck, right? So myself and Chuck, and we've got Johnny Kelly playing drums, who, who actually was the first one to fill in for Frankie when he got sick initially in 2019. Um, he's from Typo Negative and Danzig, um, 
and he's he's great. He's 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 family. He's you know oh, been, been killing it behind the kit. Oh wow, Johnny Kelly, yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. I yeah, I was even with it. That's awesome, man. That's a good lineup. Yep, great was lineup. he? You know Frankie beforehand too. Uh, well, when Frankie first fell ill, we had a show in Dallas, Texas, and Frankie called me asking if I knew any drummers in Dallas that could learn the set and be down there in five days to play it. And I called Johnny, and Johnny knocked it out of the park. And, and Frankie knew Johnny obviously through me, and they, you know, they they, were, they had a good, they were on good terms. They always talked drums on Facebook and shit like that. So okay. it was kind of a no-brainer. It just kind of fell into place, and I'm glad it did. Well, I, I think it's kind of glad to hear that because I mean, it's like Frankie was kind of like talked to. Uh... Kevin's mom. It's always like an honor and respect of like carrying on the torch if somebody leaves yeah. the band or passes away. Just it's, you know, it feels right doing it like that. You exactly, know? exactly. It's not like it, you're just you know. doing it like with yeah. Every everybody, all the chip, all the all the cards were on the table. Everything was all out in the open. It was very yeah. It, it happened very organically. I mean, it was an unfortunate situation, but it, I'm glad. It, I'm glad it would at least unfolded the way it did because it kept everything going and kept everything on a positive level by having someone we like working with all around, like Johnny. You know. It is. It's really interesting because now, yeah. So the closest original member in the early days would be Chuck, probably. Not yeah, maybe. He's got the most lineage to, to the uh, to the to the metal health. He played. Yeah. Bass. Played I don't even know. Record, so. He's been in and out. I don't. I don't know how long he's been in the. Oh, band, he's been in and out of the band a million times. He has. Okay. You watch yeah. the movies. You, yeah, you, you I will. Like, I'm sorry. You mean like it's like two calculators to keep track of how many people are in and out of the band? Yeah, it's not just you guys. It's all the bands. But I'm glad everyone's still yeah, doing it though. Not, it's awesome. That's, it's the way, that's the way it is. Like it's, it's like there's how many Yankees, how many Red Sox, how many Mets players come and go. It happens. You trade uh, my, teams, you know. Yeah, my thought is like you can't go to work every day. The same thing. Twenty years is like making an album. You can't make the same album over and over again. You can't no. work with the same people over and over again. You can't. You just can't do it, man. You know. And things evolve, and there's always a good reason behind it. And that's just you know, fans want they romanticize a certain lineup or a certain thing, and like they'll post on the internet. I think they should get so and so. Like. That's great, but that's that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is what we we're going to do because it's what we do for a living. And that's it, you know. Well, you can't make yeah, everybody happy, and you know, got to do so what's we, best for the brand, you know. And for you, before the brand is you guys. I mean, and that you've, yeah. you were just saying that. I mean, if you living with somebody, working with them, making the best voice, you're not the only band. You know, they have the best album. If you don't have a lot of time on the road with them, then you go on the road with them. You're like, yeah, you know what? Didn't work out. <laughs> new singer, yeah, new album. Yep. I just you know, I'm just yep. saying in general because. Living on the road with somebody is different. Now, I think with Jizzy's going to be great because Jizzy is a professional road And we've, been, we've toured together. Right. We've toured together off and on for 15 right. years. We know each other. like but, you know, so it, it worked out perfectly. So, you know what I'm saying? But he's a professional. He's been doing it the same. He, he knows he's, the drill. In your yeah. peer, he's in your peer group. So there's all from the same school. It's just yep. it's the perfect fit. Um, and I love it. I love all these albums are coming out really good. Ellie Guns is coming out with good albums. Everyone's got really good hits. You know, it, it feels like they're just as fresh. So I'm looking for you guys to kind of knock it home. Are you guys writing now or? We're working on some stuff. I mean, yeah, we've got some tracks from that you know, we were working on with Frankie Pass, and we're just, you know, shifting through it and figuring out what the next move is. But you, you'll definitely you'll hear new music from us at some point, for sure. So, did Frankie have any input towards talking about an album, like in his legacy, like saying, hey, do you leave anything behind or say? Yeah, oh, there's a lot of tracks yeah. that were left behind, and, you know, and we kind of had an idea of what we wanted to do with them. Um, and, you know, that's it all come to fruition, all come to light very soon. Okay, well, yeah, those are the details. I was kind of curious if he had. Well, he's. I guess what well, my thought was because he's such a. His life was such the band. He was so dedicated, and, you know, and a, a very realistic thinker. So I was curious what yeah. he, he knew at some point, you know, it was going to take him. I was just curious if he's like, yeah. you know what? Here's how I see it rolling out. Here's what I would like you guys to do. I have some tracks here, or here's some thoughts I have, or I just wonder if he had any thoughts like, you know, 
moving forward or not. All will be all will be revealed, my friend. Okay. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I'll edit that. The answer is just, yeah, we're, we're, you will, we, will, we will be continuing on and just more, as I talked to you, it's more of a personal question. Actually, it wasn't, it wasn't like a written down question. Like I thought about, I'm just like, I'm like, cause he was so good at playing out things and he was such oh, a Oh yeah, he knew, he, knew, yeah, I mean, the thing, so, you know, he, he, he was always a couple steps ahead of everybody okay. and he, he was very, uh, you know, he very, he, you know, he played, he was very well, uh, very organized, very planned things out. And, you know, it's, it's, this band's run like it's, it's a very tight ship. I mean, his, his wife has taken over as the manager and he's doing a great job. I mean, it's, right. it's really kind of been seamless. I mean, you, you know, cause ultimately we knew this, this horrible thing was coming and we just prepared for it. It's heartbreaking. I, I love Frankie. He was, I mean, you know, as a fan. He yeah. Was, I miss, I miss him so much every day, but I, at the same time, I know that every time I do something or help, you know, carry on his thing and, or make a decision that he would have yeah. made, I know that uh, that's him living on through me. So, you know, yeah. and that's, that's just, that's, that doesn't that's just apply to music, just in life in general, you know. I love the fact that Quiet Ride is carrying on at this point with, with all the yeah. changes. In fact, just now you can say there's really no one that was first first started it. But look, I mean, Randy Rhodes isn't here. I mean, there's so many bands, it, it's evolved. And it's fantastic. And it's, you know, look at the guitarists, you've, the legacies you've been with Quiet Ride, too. That's pretty cool, <laughs> yeah. actually. You know, it is pretty no one's cool. the same. Yeah, I'm very grateful to have been there. I mean, what's that? I said you had to get handpicked to be in that band or the yeah. other artists there. I mean, no one's the same guitarist, but it's pretty cool to be that lineage as far as that. Definitely, yeah, they, 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 um, they definitely are very cool. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm honored to keep do, to be able to keep doing it, you know, with all we've been through. It's tough out there, you know. <laughs> so you have another project, two actually, but we'll go um, with Scott, Mr. Coogan. Oh yeah, the Coogan record. Um, yeah, Scotty. Scotty lives out here in Vegas, and for the past, he lives up. He moved away two years ago, but we made a whole record with a bunch of different Vegas musicians. Um, it's almost like it's like a hip hop. Really, you know, it's it's a kind of music we really can't categorize, but it's really, really good. And and but it's also very uh, a little abstract. So we're trying to figure out. We're having a couple tracks mixed right now, but uh, it's really um, it's a. It's it's, it's going to be very interesting. We're trying to figure out how to roll it out. How to I wanted to hear you try to describe it because when he was describing it, I was like, all right, I want to, I want to hear. <laughs> Alex is going to describe it now. Yeah, well, I, it's kind of like it's like I really how do I describe? I, I don't know. It really is. It's definitely got the hard rock thing to it with some, some hip hop and then some like almost Beatles esque elements to it through Scott because we're all into very different things. Yeah, I really, yeah. I did, I, how did he describe it? He said they were rap and hip hop. He kind of, he kind of. Bumped it around like you too, because there's really no way, which makes it really exciting sounding to me. Yeah, I love, I love. Uh, we're musicians. We're we're both sitting there. Like, what do you think? He's like, I don't know, man. This is a tough one, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, you guys are great musicians, and I'm like, oh, this gonna be really good. You know, talking about influences, he's you know, because obviously he's a big Beatles fan, and I'm a Beatles fan. We're talking about the Beatles, and then you know, talking about how great a guitar player you are, and all the different projects you've been in, you've written in. So I'm like, you know, so 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 curious at how how it's all gonna fit together. Um, I'm excited to hear. It. Um, hopefully soon. We'll start to get here. Definitely, here. it's definitely, definitely one for the book. Awesome, man. The last thing I want to talk about is uh, Hookers and Blow. What's going on? Is oh. new album coming out or? Um, we ha- we just we just were um we just released our fifth single. To, uh, comes out in a couple weeks. Did the pre order went up yesterday. It's uh, a cover of Time of the Season by the Zombies, and yeah, um, we've released four singles. You know, before that, we've been putting out singles all year round, but. Uh, next, or actually early, let's see, early, uh, late May 2021, May 21st, 2021, we are releasing a full-length album worldwide through Golden Robot Records. It's all done. 
Well, I'll tell covers. Um, covers. It'll be our first release, and um, yeah, stay tuned on uh, for awesome. for, it, uh, for all the details. But yeah, it's uh, it's done. Just a matter of uh, getting get the links up and everything. So start off as a cover fun project, all star rotating thing. Has yeah. anybody ever talked about doing an original in there, or is it just flat out? No one's like, I well, want to do you it. You know, we 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 play on Dizzy's original records already as the same band. So we yeah. kind of kind we kind of intertwine the it. two together okay. already. So we, yeah, I mean, we, we, you know what? Why not? We, we built the brand up as big. We got the band bigger than we ever thought it would be. I mean, I mean, it's a real yeah. legitimate touring act, yeah. and we started off as a as a joke to, to play to play to get free drinks in Hollywood seventeen years ago. Yeah. And now look at it. Who'd, who'd have thought? Who'd have known we'd become a real band? Well, well, that's that's the whole point. Like, just you guys being musicians and all being in other bands and writing all the time. At one point, right. you're, I, I imagine everyone's just kind of sitting around going, "You know what? We could all write a song together." I know. You're, you know, that's what I mean. Every, not, yeah, it's gonna. It'll, I'm sure it'll happen at some point. It's not to actually change the dynamic of the band because that's probably what the band is about. Because then it may, it may change it. I'm just like you guys, but just being a bunch of musicians, yeah, being like, "We should write a song." I don't know. Yeah, but we, yeah, we, that's the whole point. Is well, it's not. I know. <laughs> you know, it just seems like you know. You know, it'd be even cooler thought. if we if we didn't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I would that's what I would say. Like, hey man, it'd be really cool if we could write, write an original song. That's like the White Stripes getting the bass player. You know. <laughs> All right, you win. <laughs> Point taken. So that's coming out soon. Do you have anything else coming out in a while um, uh, to promote? No, not really. I mean, just, you know, Quiet Rice, we're going back, we're slowly, you know, going back out on the road, you know, doing, you know, COVID friendly with the COVID compliant shows. We have one next month or March, early March in Jersey at a theater called the Vineland Theater. I'm sorry, Landis, the Landis Theater in Vineland, New Jersey. And um, just working on new music for all my projects and, you know, just trying to stay safe during this whole thing and keep my, uh, keep my, um, myself busy and occupied and, yeah, but the main thing is the finishing touches on the artwork and mastering for the new Hooks and Blow record, which will be out next year, or this year, I should say. I keep saying that. Yeah, year. right. Yes. Um, and yeah, just doing what I do, you know? Very cool. So what is it, what is the COVID safe for a band right now? Just the, uh, the, it, it, it depends on what state you're in, but usually it's like 25% with social distancing seating, and then you have to stay seated and wear a mask and all that. I mean, it's... It's definitely not your typical rock concert, but there is, it is helping some venues stay afloat with live music and and keep the, keep the industry alive, which is desperately needed. I mean, so many people are out of work right now. It's it's definitely mm-hmm. a big uh, a big help having a few you know little pockets throughout the, throughout the country you know being yeah. open for us. It's great. I can I just see this being twenty five percent of the income out of one hundred percent. It's got to be hard for a club yeah. and for everybody. It's like the profit margin. But if you're not making any money, yeah. Well, but you know what? If you if you if it's a, if it's a thousand seater that usually does three hundred or four hundred paid, and you think you, you crunch the numbers a little bit, yeah. you can do it because just because it holds a thousand people doesn't mean every show they do there does a thousand people. Yeah. It's more about how you space them out, you know. But I want I want them to do well. Whatnot, just, but you know. now now they've kind of had a year to figure it out. I think it's going to be you're going to see more and more of it. Well, that was the goal of the show actually to advertise as much as I can too on a small scale. I all appreciate you guys. it. So. All right, brother. I want to thank you for your time. I know uh, I got a little window here. It's closing, but uh, I want to thank you. It's been pretty awesome. Thank you. Um, All right, brother. Take I care. appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. You, you're the best, man. Thank you.